What is the best track to listen to at the gym? Get like me. Freebird. Prom queen. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Strange Flavors brought to you by Alif Theory. My name is Faraz. My name is Shimmer. My name is Amber. What did you say, Freebird? Yeah. What's Freebird? Uh, it's like free as a bird that yeah one? there you go oh true I, is that from like guitar hero sure i remember that from guitar it's a really long song and that was minutes. the first thing that came to my head that sounds like it's not that uh hype is it yeah. oh no it's like one of the most like epic it's songs. very oh, it's chill like, um, it's definitely not it's like, like eye hype. of the tiger type no it, it's it's not like hype it's epic like it's like you know and the end goes crazy like it gets really fast but it's it's like all stages of life you know like the bird is trapped in a cage and by the end it like gets free it's also do you actually minutes. listen to it at the gym huh do you actually listen to no it i've never actually listened to it that was the first song that i thought in my head that was like i don't know that you think would just like it, it just came to my head pump you up no and no but you- it doesn't pump me up though <laughs> like there's the first song that came to my head i don't know there's a bunch of other songs so it's not good at the gym that's what you're saying no i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> you defeated the purpose and yeah. what was yours? Get like me. It's like oh yeah, nah, get like me. Surrounded, and it's just like it's like I'm literally like on the thing. Ooh, I'm like literally like on the thing, like getting hype. Like What's yeah, the thing is that an elliptical? Yeah, like whatever the stair climber thing is. I'm like yeah, get like me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? And you do listen to it at the gym? Yeah, if, yeah. If I could change my answer, it'd be remember the name Fort Minor. Okay. Do you but, listen to that at the gym? Yeah. Okay. I picked Prom Queen mm-hmm. by Lil Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? I swear to God. I swear to God. If if that comes in my shuffle, well, I have it in my, like, I have a playlist for, like, it's called Gains. Mm-hmm. Gains. <laughs> but do you even? So anyways, anytime that comes on, I swear, I'm not just, like, an animal. That song <laughs> pumps me up so hard. It's one, it's probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Okay. Dang. Why, <laughs> why though? Just, I don't know. Just it's the way just, it sounds? I just like a good story, and I love that, like, the prom queen, the prom, like, <laughs> is crying, queen. sitting outside of my door. Like, it's just so hype, like, because that's never, like, happened to me, but if it did, I would want it to go that way. The prom queen, then, but now she's sitting outside my door. Like, that's just a cool story, you know? <laughs> I guess, yeah. sure. But the song just goes so hard. You're basically trying to be Hasan Minaj. What? Oh, because yeah. his show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's homecoming no, king, though. That's yeah. homecoming queen. King. <laughs> queen. <laughs> okay, tweet this out. We're him. talking about Wheezy F. Wheezy, baby. Mm. Wheezy. Why not, like, what's Wheezy. a song? Like, I'm gonna pick this world up and I'm no, gonna no, drop no. it on your way. That one's okay, but uh, prom queen. Okay. Oh, Just let me have it. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. So, hurricanes happening. Dude, it's Earthquakes scary. happening wildfires happening is the world ending government's doing weird things happening you think the government's behind it? are you one of those no people? no no i'm also referring to just all of the Gang- things oh, that okay, are happening okay, okay. okay you guys know what the, all of this really is right the end of the world it's a cover-up for something what is it have we forgotten about harambe bruh <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm so done <laughs> this is all a distraction <laughs> from the real problem, <laughs> the real problem. they <laughs> killed that gorilla like they- <laughs> <laughs> we forgot about that harambe yeah i don't think anybody will ever forget about harambe like that was it's intense. dying out 
I think I mean, it's done. It I think is. it's done. I think that yeah, I mean, that meme has been done. You just was that 2016 up. or 2017? Like 2016. 2016. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've got we've got new things happening right now. Um, yo, but what happened today? The oh. most exciting thing. So, all right. Is this what you guys wouldn't tell me? Yeah. Okay. Basically, I'm excited. You want? You can tell it, or should I tell? Well, it? okay. Well, you don't know about the. I didn't tell you how this happened. Yeah. Like so, so I'm working today waiting my tables doing my thing right and i get a call and usually i'll like go to the back and see like if it's something important or not i'll hang up but i see that it's from texas so immediately i was like hold up so what happened a while back while we were on our little texas tour uh we were at jacob's well it's like this 26 foot deep well yeah, and then it goes deep. into these tunnels to the sides that are miles long at yeah. the bottom of the tu- at the bottom of the well yeah. right the bottom of the well yeah, yeah. and okay. it's commercialized so basically you go and buy tickets and you can just jump in the well and it's really cool it's like a little cliff thing you can jump in it and like a lot of people go it's a really cool attraction it's pretty awesome. the water's clean it's yeah. a lot of fun so of course we took our filming stuff there we want to vlog and film everything and so we had our gopros there so we were, everything was fine, right? We were jumping off, doing flips and all types of things, recording all of this with the GoPro, without the GoPro, like from the bottom, all different angles. Then we decide we're going to take a swim in it, like not jump from the top of the cliff or whatever. We're going to take a swim in it. Let's yeah. take the GoPro and just have a good time um, as part of this video. So we go in it and... By the way, how, how like wide is this? Is it like... 10 foot? 10 feet. Okay. Yeah, about I, 10 feet. I was about to say right. that, yeah. Okay. And so it's me, Shamir, and our friend Saad. And so we're swimming in it, and Shamir has the GoPro in his hand. And he has it faced, like, towards us. And I was like, okay, switch the angle. Let me hold it for a second so we can have it faced um, the other way. The, the so way, a different the, angle. Just imagine the way Faraz would grab the camera. You're just like, yo, let me take it. Like, you well, know. I tried to grab it. <laughs> Are you guys communicating underwater? Or no, like, no, no, no. We're, we're about the water. Okay. I'm trying we, to stay afloat, but Faraz is, like, near the edge, right? And so while we're trying to float, while I have a camera, right, Frost is trying to grab it. So I'm like, wait, let me take off the strap first. And so while we're in the center of the thing, like, I take it off and I give it to Frost. And, like, Frost is trying to stay afloat. So, like, I thought he grabbed it because I felt like a huge drift. And so I was like, oh, did you get it? Did you get it? And he's, like, <laughs> smiling at me. He's like, oh, no, did, did did you give it to me? And I'm like, did you get it? And then Saad's freaking out. He's like, yo, the GoPro, the GoPro, get the GoPro. And he's like trying to dive down. And I'm like, Frost, come on, like, come on, dude. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I thought he's just my, because I was trying to grab it. And then he was like, hold on, I have to take the strap off. So then I let go of the GoPro. I was like, all right, I'll just wait till he's, he so takes went, the strap off. So, so then it went 26 feet down. Huh? So it went 26 feet down. It went down. And yeah. we, we, Saad tried to go down and die. we were like, no, like there's no way. But Saad was determined that he's gonna make it to the bottom somehow and get Did it. He tried to go all the way to the bottom. Yeah, yeah he didn't even he didn't even make it like five feet down. <laughs> it was like there's no hope. He's like, okay, let me try diving from the top and then go down. But like the goggles would break and stuff. We we're like, Saad, it's not happening. Like the goggles then, would break. Well, yeah, like it was. He, we he were had using like flimsy goggles. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And so then there was a diver that was gonna come later. We're like, okay, we'll wait for the diver. But he's a free diver, so he doesn't have any. He just has the snorkeling gear, so meaning he doesn't have a oxygen and, and he practices tank or with like breathing. Yeah, so he's like a pr- kind of professional. And he can make it all the way to the bottom. Yeah, and he can make it maybe a little bit into the tunnel, but not not any further than that because there are plenty of people that have tried swimming those tunnels and, and died in there. And they literally there. go down sometimes 
to retrieve bodies because people try to free dive into the tunnels and see how far they can go but then trying to come back they can't it's too much pressure yeah so people have died in there so anyways the diver it finally comes after like we wait for him for a few hours and we're like okay finally we're gonna get it he comes up and we're all excited we're like we see a gopro in his hand we're like yes he has it but it was his own he uses it to record what's at the bottom (laughs) so i mean another like hour later we're we're walking back and we're like okay well if because he said that a guy with a um tank comes in afterwards like like, an air tank yeah yeah like a few weeks later or something like that and he said "We'll, we'll he'll call us if we find anything and months go by. And yeah, this happened in July. It's, what, uh, September now? Yeah. And so. you mentioned that he's found, like, a lady's watch or something and mailed it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He said he's done that before. But then he was just, like, he kind of gave us this thing. He was like, yeah, there's no hope. Yeah. And then they never called. I even called them, like, a few times through the past months. I was like, have you guys found it yet? And they were like, no. Like, I don't think if we haven't found it at this point, there's no hope. But then today, I get a call from Texas. I'm like, no. No. And I've got food outside waiting. Frasco, okay, come get your food. I'm like, no, this is from Texas. This is important. <laughs> so I go to the back, and this guy's like, yeah, you called about um, a GoPro recently? I was like, did you find it? Did you find it? Did you find it? He's like, he's like hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What color is it? All this stuff. I'm like, it's black. And he's like, oh, well, the, that's not the one. I, I was like, it's great. He's like, he's like, okay, but um, I need a little bit more description. I was like, no, no, it's ours. Like, it's ours. <laughs> He's like, I was like, there's a pole on it. He's like, okay, what color is the pole? I was like, uh, like silver? He's like, no, the one I have isn't silver. I was like, dude, it's ours. Check the memory. You're going to see my face. I was like, I was like okay, it's my friend's GoPro. Like, you can call him. So then I give him his number, and he's like, okay, I'll, I'll contact him. So I guess, he, did he call you? Did yeah, you, so um, I was sitting there studying, doing my homework, and I was, like, really frustrated. And so I always get call, random calls, like random phone numbers all the time. And so I saw it. I was like, what the hell? Like, it's another call. So I is this before or after I texted to the group chat that i was like you texted before but i wasn't paying attention to the messages so oh so you hadn't so seen it yet. i didn't see because i said guys we got the gopro back yeah like in all caps. so i was really pissed i'm like man another phone call like while i'm studying like i ended that shit. like i ended that real quickly and then <laughs> ended that real quickly and so then i was like oh my god and then i read the messages i'm like wait no way and then i see my voicemails and it's like hey and you know how you can try it transcribes mm-hmm. and it shows the text it's like oh yeah we found your GoPro. so i called him and i was like yeah it's a uh, silver stick everything and then he was like yep that's yours and he got my information and i'm so like he's gonna mail it now he's mailing it now okay so hey. what's the likelihood of that like it's been like a solid like what two three months yeah and oh, the what's GoPro the likelihood no no no, no no forget about the gopro is the sd card <laughs> even gonna survive i don't know but the thing is he, he said there was it seemed like there was no water that went inside the case really so yeah. then the gopro is good too yeah like he, he didn't try turning it on but he was like yeah it doesn't seem like there's water damage or anything and i'm like no way like that's How is crazy that even possible it's i don't know months keep in mind guys shameless plug we recorded that day so check it out check out sham's log check it out yeah yeah, yeah we we vlogged the whole thing and yeah minus minus that footage we used from the gopro because obviously it was under yeah water you but. can go back no, and make it. a highlight episode of texas Vlogs. so now i gotta redo yeah. it so not um because i was gonna make like a video of uh <laughs> like I, I do these travel videos that are like real short like a minute long maybe even short like 30 seconds to a minute long they're just like hype stuff hype music and then i was gonna use that with like the jet ski footage that we yeah. have and a few other things but then i was like all right forget it like i don't have a texas travel video that's fine but now we can do we can have that footage at least yeah so it's hype anyways the other day for the first well first first of all do you guys ever 
dislike videos like on youtube i don't know you never do, do i know um oh i think our guest is calling but um guest is calling i don't i don't know why because i usually every video I, I rarely like to like i like it if i know the person or like I, I genuinely really like the video you know yeah i never go out of my way to dislike it i don't think it adds value at all if usually if the video already has a bunch of dislikes yeah it's already had a bunch of dislikes yeah i mean I, I always like if my thing was always that if i don't like the video i'm just not going to do anything yeah but i'm not going to hit dislike exactly but for the first time i hit dislike the other day why <laughs> because Who? i was this was video it? pissed me off so much it was it was one of those makeup videos first of all i don't know why I well i know why i clicked it it said doing my makeup like spongebob okay okay i was like because i see these crazy things that i'm like doing my makeup like this character that character but i'm like spongebob like how do you even how do you do your makeup like spongebob okay right yeah i click it and this lady literally like she paints her face yellow and gets a bunch of cotton things or something and then makes a square out of it. She literally has a square of thing, like a giant mask of square sponge stuff on her face. And she uses like some sort of uh, sticky stuff to like extend her nose out. Like it looks nothing like SpongeBob. It looks like a giant yellow cube <laughs> on her face. And then like her face is all puffed out and yellow. It looks like she has a disease. I was like, this is BS. I disliked it. That, that seems like creative. I don't know. That seems kind of no. cool. <laughs> bro what kind of you what kind of ideas are you running out of that you have to stick cotton on your face and the, say spongebob makeup tutorial were there a lot of uh dislikes on it like did people hate it i don't remember or you, but did I, you? I was like actually what happened was were you I, expecting I, I saw, what were you expecting i was, <laughs> I was sitting through it it's, what were, it's been what were you 10 expecting? minutes by now i'm like i don't understand how is this gonna happen then i finally like started hitting fast forward i'm like i don't have time to wait for this I started hitting fast forward and then I see what's going on and then I just backed out. I like, I was so triggered. I backed out and I'm like, you know what? No, I went back to the video and I hit dislike. I was like, you deserve this. I, I just want to know what we were expecting from that. Like it's a makeup tutorial. Like, like Loki, sometimes the makeup tutorials are pretty hype. Yeah. 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 Okay. I get that. Right. Sometimes like, like they do, especially the Halloween stuff. ones. Like those are yeah, crazy. But like, what were, what were you expecting from the SpongeBob one? Like, well, I was expecting it had a lot of views on it. Yeah. So then I'm like, this must be so good. It actually looks like SpongeBob. I was expecting it to look like SpongeBob. Okay. If I showed you, <laughs> man, I'm telling you. Um, anyways, uh, I think our guest is here. Amber just went to go get him. So, well, actually, I, I want to mention one more thing before. It's going to take a while for him to get up there. Real quick. Um, the Big Sick. Have you seen that movie? No, but I know um, what's his face is in it, and I heard it had really great Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjiani, yeah. Oh my god, it was so good. It was like, the highest rated movie of the summer. Was it really? Yeah. So I think it had to do a lot with him actually co-writing it and telling a story from his perspective, which is awesome because we don't get a lot of Pakistanis, Muslims, whatever, like South Asians, doing that for themselves because it's a lot of Dude, people that go in definitely. roles that are like, you know, terrorist role, taxi driver role, whatever. But he actually got to co-write this movie. It's his true story. And then, you know, it, it made it into theaters, which is a huge deal because it's coming from his perspective. And dude, awesome. I just want to say everybody, like, please go check out this movie. I whether definitely got to check it out. Pakistani or not. It's just support this guy because it's such a good story. Hilarious. Like, I was dying. And it's a touching movie. It's an inspirational movie. 
you will love it like it's and it's a true story so it's like just amazing that's, awesome work that's awesome i'm now, i'm just like i heard of the guy when so i, I recently started watching silicon valley it's, okay yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's that show he's and he's in there yeah and so like i thought he was just gonna be some random brown dude just do but he actually speaks urdu and like in it and oh, yeah, he, he has an accent yeah he has an accent but he actually speaks urdu and he talks about like the values in pakistan like oh it's it, like makes jokes about it and i feel like he writes that like i'm sh- I, I think he's a co-write for that and it's pretty cool yeah like how he it's puts awesome. his culture in there um okay so guys our stranger on the show today is jesus perez um there's a lot of stuff going on about daca and we thought it was appropriate to invite a dreamer into the podcast today so let's talk to him and see what perspective he comes from and what he has to say about all this going on. Everybody, please welcome Jesus. Mad tacos in uh, Texas. Oh my! Have you had and there was Texas tacos? Ooh, so good. are you asking a Mexican if he's had Texas tacos? He's had Mexican, Mexican tacos. tacos, literally. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I had my mom's tacos. True, that's probably better. Yeah, that's like somebody coming up to yeah. you and be like, "Have you had the desi food in Chicago?" <laughs> like, it's nah, a good man, question to ask because it's like, oh, how close is it to the Pakistani? No. Yeah, it's everyone says uh, Houston. Like the desi food, right? When we went there, we, we tried desi because, food and it was really good. No, no, because because it's run by desi people. Yeah, exactly. And we wanted to see how close it was. But I the, don't. I'm not sure. It how. was. It's much better the than the desi food. Were the taco places run by people from Mexico? I don't. We know. don't know. No, but okay. they were really good. They were okay. good. They were different than here. Mm. I mean, there's obviously a lot of influence. Did you do you prefer home tacos or like restaurant tacos? One, uh, home tacos, but two taco truck tacos. Oh. Ah, taco truck. Yeah. Have you guys been to the one in uh, Fells Point? No. No. What's what? it called? What? This I is one. This is like a I've Norway. never had a taco from a taco truck. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't either. Meal. <laughs> 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 no, I've heard they were really good. They are. Just, they are. Yeah. I want to okay. ask you a serious question. Sure. By the way, we've been recording. <laughs> this is how we do it. How many people call you Jesus? Because I've always wondered that. I with think I lost. Jesus. I lost the count. <laughs> and what's your what's your reaction to that you just correct them or you just go with it unbothered it de- i think it depends though how they come at you with that because some people are, are i'm like okay it's okay but some oh, they don't know are, any better yeah and i'm just okay. like okay like i don't even know you and like you know no so i think it depends who it is and how they come at me with that because for example when i drive uber and i give uber a uh, commercial but uh they always get surprised, like, oh, Jesus, I, I never met Jesus before. Let me call my wife. This actually, this one guy actually called Let me wife. call my wife because, what? Because I met Jesus. Jesus, and I was like, wow. what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I, but I said, I mean, you know, it's, at times it's whatever, but I, like I said, it's, it depends who, who it is. You should have, like, a snappy remark, but, like, still be, like, nice. But, like, a witty remark for every time somebody calls you Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Or sometimes I just do this. <laughs> he just did he a just, cross. And then yeah. they just go like this. I'm like, <laughs> That's awesome. Prayers. Well, Jesus, welcome to Strange Flavors. We're super happy to have you Ooh. here. Um, you are you already have an awesome personality that we're, we're excited to talk to you. No, thank you for having me. Um, 
it's a, it's a, I'm glad it's in in the Charm City area, you know, because Baltimore, Baltimore. Yeah, like Baltimore. So thank you. Awesome. Um. So obviously we wanna we wanna sort of address the the elefante in the room. Is that how you say it in Spanish? Correctamente. Así, así hey. elefante. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, my uh, Duolingo is paying off. Okay. Trio. So DACA is going on. First of all, can you tell us about where you volunteer right now, what your position is there, so people can know uh, where you're coming from? Tell us what you do. Tell us your background. Sure. Um, just to, as we begin, let me tell you, a lot of people are going to be curious, but how did you get here and, mm-hmm. and how, where I came from? So I actually came here when I was five. Okay. So think of a five-year-old coming with his family, not knowing anything. When you're five, what do you do? You're just like, okay, whatever mama says, and and, and, and papa, and, and, and the whole family, and the whole entourage is what you do, you know. If they, they say we're living whatever, wherever we are, it's because it's, it's as a whole. So my journey began when I was five. Um, fast forward, you know, came to the U.S., um, came to the school system, which was it wasn't easy, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I remember the, the, the first day of school, eating um spaghetti in a small bowl containers container yeah, yeah. and i'm like ¿Qué es esto? Yo no como esto. like because you're not used to it <laughs> you're not used to eating spaghetti in a container you're like what is this um the years went by and, and we got used to the whole school system the whole the food the culture you just get used to it um and the funny story is that when we arrived to the u.s for the first night my mom ordered pizza it was Hawaiian pizza, um, and we were watching that Titanic, and I was just like, okay, welcome to America. So, but again, that's my mom living here before us, you know. Uh. Well, did, do you remember your expectations about America, or you just didn't know? Like I, like I said, I really didn't know, because, I mean, I was... You didn't really know what's going on? So young. Yeah, I, I just right. didn't know, and yeah. so I was just following whatever my mom and my parents did, you, yeah. you know, told me to do, and... And just how I was introduced. So, I mean, and then, but as you grow, grow up, and then you, you, you know, you found out that oh, you can't do this, and you have to what, do this. When's the first time you found out that like you're a dreamer, like you're protected by DACA, or that you found out you're, you know? It actually started in high school. Um, it started when I was almost in the senior year. Kind of, it, it began a little bit in eleventh grade, but. It fell into the tw- 12th grade year. Um, that because, uh, you know, all of your friends that are seniors are talking about college, and you're like, yay, todos vamos a ir al, al colegio, yay, whatever. Not you, because, you know. What does that um, mean? Uh, we're going to go to college. Okay. Or la escuela. A lot of, in a lot of Latin countries, they say colegio, mm-hmm. but, you, you know, when you ask me what is that, because so, sometimes we, we can just be, be speaking generally. Colegio could be just from school elementary school middle school high school to uh college mm-hmm. um so like i said it's that's when i found out when the uh, guidance counselor came to me and they have the senior class meeting you know as as graduation gets closer and everything so she pulled me aside and she was like Jesus, i i want to pull you aside because i don't want you to you know feel uh awkward or weird uh, when i ask you this question and so she said, do you have, you know, documentation? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, like a social. And I was like, no, I don't. She At was this like, point, you knew you were undocumented? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so she was like, I was like, Did okay. your parents tell you that? Yeah. How, how'd, you, how'd you find out yeah. you were undocumented? In school. While being in the school system. 
So when you first entered the school system, yeah. like as a six-year-old? No, as as kind of more like, like in the sixth grade, like in middle school. Mm-hmm. But it didn't hit you until you were in high school when, like I said, when you had to do those. Okay. But like, did they tell you that? Yeah, like how'd you find out? That you were how did there. I yeah, find how, out? Like, yeah. I, I, well, I had to go home and ask my parents, you know, the question like, hey, they're asking for this at school. Do we uh, have it? Uh, and so my mom was kind of like shocked. She was like, uh, she didn't know how to answer. So I was like, I need to know by tomorrow. And she was like, you know what? You, you don't have it. Okay. Oh, and also, I also found out too, because when, so for example, my family, my, uh, my mom didn't go to school up to a high grade level she only went up to fifth grade so her literature and her reading is not that it's not her forte mm-hmm. um so i kind of also had to do all the paperwork sometimes for the schools um uh, fill out the lunch application fill out health suite information so everything kind of fell on me so i kind of also had to learn how the system worked um what were your parents doing at this point working um where um uh, cleaning janitors okay yeah my mom until this day um i'm not ashamed to say she she is still in in the industry um because you know here in america they ask you for so much if you want to move higher up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you know like i said i i can i can't say that you know her having that job it it got us through a lot so that's amazing um i just can't say it I like to say it in Spanish. No me puedo quejar. I can't, you know, um, I can't even say it now. Um, I mean, I'm just blessed, you know, because yeah, she yeah. she Definitely. worked her her butt off. Mm-hmm. I mean, she worked, she started in the hotel industry, and then she moved from that to cleaning offices. So, I mean, she she worked um, until, you know, and, and she always provided it might not been a lot of material things, but something like food on the table, hey, that's what we would always have. And like I said, I'm grateful for that um, because all you come to do here in America is work, provide for your family, and at the end of the day, be able to say, you know, I'm trying to do my best. And like I said, I don't have no complaints against my parents. Um, I'm just grateful for it. Where, uh, where did you guys come from? I don't know if you said already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we originally came from Mexico. Okay. Okay. Puebla, Mexico. So Mexico. Okay. Yeah. So, so then, fast forward. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying the backward. Fast forward up to um, high, high school. school. And what? What? Did, by the way, about the dread. Did you have to? What was your driver license situation? Like, I know that's a thing that comes up. And and so I currently don't drive yet. No. Uh, so what about when you found out? When I found out, I um, didn't drive at the time. Okay, so you okay. just skipped over that, and then college is when it actually affected yeah. you. So when everyone was talking about college, you thought like, oh, I'm gonna go to college too, and like. Yeah, and okay. and, and like yeah, I the said, guidance. What was the uh, you were talking about the guidance counselor? The, the guidance counselor. Yeah, she put me aside and okay. she asked me the question, and I said, no, I don't. Um, and so that's when she was like, well, unfortunately, since you can't fill out FAFSA, since you don't have a social security number, she didn't say that I couldn't, you know, she, she said if somehow you, your parents or somebody has it, you know, you may go, but it's sad, you know, because when you, when you're about to graduate and all your, your friends are talking about what school they're going to, where they're going to. All of this, and you're just kind of like, well, let's see what happens. Um, and that hasn't brought me down either, uh, because there's so many things that 
I want I want to do and continue to do. Um, but that didn't bring me down though, because mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna let that thing just, mm-hmm. you know. What happened from that point on? From that point on, I graduated high school in 2012. Um, oh, that's the same year that uh, DACA got put into place. Yes. Um, graduated. I, I'm not going to say I didn't graduate with the highest honors or anything, mm-hmm. but I graduated, which was something most important for my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my brother, um, it's, it's four boys, but me and my other brother, uh, we graduated. My other brother graduated with very he was on rocks because he wasn't going to graduate but just to watch your mom be there at graduation mm-hmm. and i actually once i got my diploma i handed over to her and i was like this is for you you wanted it and oh. you know you pass it on she cried I, well, i'm not gonna say she didn't she she got emotional <laughs> it's awesome. um and so it was very hard it was very hard because walking out of the convention center um and she was like you know I can't believe this. So for most people, uh, graduation may be, oh, yeah, graduated high school. But when you're in a situation, when you're in another country that's not yours and you're just like, I obtained something, it's kind of, you know, rewarding Mm -hmm. for them. So for my mom, it was rewarding. So you're 18 at this point. And um, at what point, uh, so after high school, what were your plans? And then at what point did you find out? My plans. Um, so in 2008, let me head back a little bit before in 2008 is when I started my work with the Latino community. Um, it actually started with uh, me and my brother attending mass and somebody from Casa came. Casa is a nonprofit organization here in Baltimore. Casa Um, means house. House. Yes. (laughs) House. Um, and so Casa. that's what, that's, that's the point of it. Like that's why. No, so the point of the the point of Casa is that it's the largest immigration rights or civil rights organization. No, no, but I mean that's what it means. Casa, yeah, we Casa just, means yeah, Casa. house. Like I know it Casa. means house, but that's what that organization. Yes. it's supposed to be just Casa. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, Casa. Oh, okay. Yeah, but sometimes they confuse us with Casa the um, the law one. Yeah, something. Yeah, the child. So the child one. One. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. I searched it up and I was like, oh, he's a child. Okay, so Casa. So Casa. So Casa. yeah. So I've been working with them, and so my first, my first action was actually uh, Noche de Inmigrantes in Annapolis, Night of Immigrants, Annapolis. At that time, we were fighting for driver's licenses, mm-hmm. and also beginning the the uh, the beginning of the Maryland Dream Act, which was what allowed undocumented students like myself and many others to attain college paying and state tuition. Um, it was a long fight. It wasn't easy. Um, it was a lot of talking to pol- politicians and voters and because at the end, the governor gave the decision to Maryland and so the Maryland voters, and so we had to go out there and talk to everybody we could and say, hey, this is why we deserve um, higher education. Um, and then fast forward to that is when we also got involved with, with DACA. Um, 2012, um, Can you talk about what that is real quick so for yes. those people that don't know? For most people that don't know, DACA stands for uh, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. So that means kids that were brought here to the U.S. as, as kids, That's including myself. I mean, I was brought here when I was five. Um, that's what it means. So it, it is not like an actual law. It was an executive order that former President uh, Obama signed. Guys, we apologize I'm about so the background. Sorry. We are in there's the a, city. And yeah. there's sorry a helicopter in the background. Um, and so it's... <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so, so sorry. Um, Go ahead. It, it, so it, it brought a, a side of relief um, for many yeah. of us um, that qualified for the for the, uh, executive how, action. How did you hear about it? Was it like, you know, 
um, do you hear it through TV or like the community was talking yes, about no, it? Yes, no, it actually um, during that summer of 2012, I be, I began to volunteer with Casa, and so um, the current organizer at that time, Trent, he it was one morning and he called me and said, "Hey Jesus, I'm on my way to your house. I'll pick you up soon." It was about seven. We had to be at Casa around nine. I was like, "Sure, Trent, no no problem." I was I'm actually getting ready myself and. Um, and so at that time, I was in my room getting ready, you know, as you, every morning during the summer to begin working with Casa as a volunteer. Um, and then my mom calls me into her room and she's like, hey, something's going on on TV because she saw the headline, breaking news. At this time, we were watching um, Despierta America, which is Good Morning America, but Latino version. Mm-hmm. Um, so the news anchor at that time is saying, you know, breaking news um, coming into uh, to us. Uh, President Obama President Obama has an announcement to make and that's when he made the announcement so that's when Trent calls me too and he's like hey Jesus change your plans are you ready I'm like yes he's like I'm actually around the corner from your house I'm like okay you drive that fast but he was around the corner he's like <laughs> hey we have to go to the White House and I'm like okay sure so like I said I, I still had my graduation cap cap and gown and I had it next to my bed and he was like um, do you have anything that we could take with you so you can uh, attract uh, reporters. And I was like, yeah, I have my graduation cap and gown. Do you want me to take it? And he was like, sure, take it. But I forgot the uh, the gown. The gown, And I was like, oh, Trent, I only have the cap. He was like, no, it doesn't matter. Take it. <laughs> I took it with me. We arrived to the White House. And all you see is all these reporters lined up. Like, uh, we need people to interview who will qualify for, for this. I did like 15 interviews with different people um, and you know they were like talking to me about like hey how do you feel do you think you qualify and I'm like well I hope so I mean you know because at that time we didn't really know the specifics or we didn't know the application process we didn't know anything so we were like well como dice mi mamá like my mom says ojalá Dios que si hopefully you know God that I did apply so fast forward I applied um, I did my application kind of at the end of the year, kind of almost November. Received my actual work permit in 2013. Mm-hmm. At that time as well, during that time of applying and seeing if I qualify for, for DACA, I, I seen an announcement on Facebook from a program that I used to go to called MySpace. Not the social media, but in Spanish it was called Mi Espacio. Mm-hmm. Um, so the former coordinator posted a job link at Hopkins, about Hopkins position as a program research assistant. So I was on my Facebook and I was just messing around. So I made a comment to the page, to the status, and I was like, hey, Gina, I think I, I would like to, I'm interested. She then sends me a private message on Facebook and says, hey, Jesus, I actually kind of feel like you you meet the, you know, the criteria. the criteria for the position. I was like, sure. So from that, went to, you know, the interview process and the former interview and everything. I, to be honest, I didn't think I was going to get it because first I didn't have a an actual, like, you know, degree or master's or anything like that. So I was just like, okay, let's let's try this, see what happens. Hopkins calls me and they're like, um, hey, we're, we're actually interested um, in interviewing you. I went to the interview. I think I went a little bit overdressed because, um, I mean. <laughs> what were you wearing? 
I was wearing a suit and a tie, but I think it was a little bit overdressed because it looked like I was going to the Latin Grammys or something. I was like, <laughs> 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 so when I arrived, um, my former boss was looking at me like, uh, we really didn't need you to come out that dressed up. And then I was like, well, I didn't know because this, I, like I said, yeah. this was my first um, job interview Job interview in terms of like an institu- with an institution. Um, because in the past, during high school, I worked at a Mexican restaurant, mm. worked in the restaurant industry. So I wasn't used to this whole, you know. Fancy life. Fancy life. It lifestyle. shows you're serious. Like, I, I think right. it's good. Yeah. So, and so, you know, did the ner- interview, had a follow-up interview. And so finally they called me and said, Jesus, um, we actually are interested in hiring you. Please come this day. Then I was contacted by HR. And to be, and one funny story is that I actually took my mom through the whole process. Why? Uh-huh. Because um, at some point she started to get very like, oh, Jesus, I don't think they're calling you for this. Like, she actually never thought that they were taking me serious. So when they called me for the interview, for the badge and for the whole, you know, hey, come to the HR. I didn't take her to, with me and to the whole up to HR point. I took her to where, hey, ma, I'm going to the HR. So she was waiting in the waiting area. Funny thing is that when we arrived, the uh, secretary in HR, she was like, um, is she with you or is she coming to be interviewed? No, I was like, this is my mom. She actually came with me. She actually kind of was like, what? So I was like, yeah, I, I'll explain later. Um, and so when she actually, my mom saw the whole thing, she actually saw me going inside. She was like, oh, I didn't know that. This is how much work it takes to get hired. I'm like, this is, <laughs> you know, will you get a job you know it's different from actually working at a restaurant i mean you still go through an interview but it's yeah. not as mm-hmm. long so you were hired at this point yes i was hired Snaps, i was going through the Snaps. hr yeah, yeah. process and um when i received that badge it, it was unreal it was like oh wow are you still at that job right now yes i'm currently still oh, okay. still hopkins been with hopkins for the last pa- past five years congrats wow, bro that's, that's awesome amazing. wait so then uh, where did um you you were able to use DACA for this. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, and when did you find out that you know that was going to be acceptable for this job? On Was Facebook, that, the right the the Facebook post told you that. Yeah. The yeah. Fa- well, uh, like I said, I was applying at the end of 2012. I was applying. I applied. So I I applied. Got you know got my upset my letter from USCIS or immigration, whatever you want to call them um so i got that applied and then i officially started with hopkins in april uh 16 2013 mm-hmm. that's when my official date was with them mm-hmm. um and but like i said in between november of 2012 and that point is when i was getting my letters from immigration getting all of that notice and doing the fingerprints and stuff so i was also kind of nervous when i had to go do my fingerprints because you see these big machines and they're like, don't move and do this and <laughs> put your finger like this and don't be nervous. But I mean, well, how wouldn't you be nervous? Because, yeah. you know, um, and so they, it was a process, mm-hmm. but I'm thankful for the process. I'm glad that I, I, you know, lived the process. And so, and so this work permit, you've renewed every two years. Mm-hmm. So it's almost, a, it's almost a cost of $500 mm-hmm. um, that sometimes you would have it sometimes. Wait, what's five hundred dollars? The the the, the uh, for immigrant for USCIS. Okay, it's 
at the beginning it was 465 now it's gone up to 4 495 he's saying so every two years when they reapply for their um like protection from daca uh-huh. they have to pay 500 dollars. oh okay okay uh-huh. yeah so now um with casa you're still with casa right yes and what position do you have so right now um i am a volunteer but i also sit on the board of directors okay um i sit on three boards actually okay um casas and a big then, big organization then yes okay um casas and then i sit on the latinos providers network board as a board member and then uh, recently the baltimore police uh, youth advisory board that's wow. just something that oh, they wow. started so um can you actually tell me like your feelings for when you realize it became a debate because when i first realized it became a debate of whether or not daca should be rescinded the question on the table was that um the democrats would could trade keeping daca if they approve the border wall. So like a where point, like that's when I got clued into the fact that this was happening. They were thinking about rescinding DACA. What, like, tell me about your experience coming up to that and then when you heard that you that DACA was actually taken away. Right, so um, back to the border wall. So let me, let me just keep something clear. This is what, we don't, we actually don't want politicians to use us as a ball mm-hmm. to throw back and forth. And we actually don't want to put our families in danger. Like, mm-hmm. if you're gonna give me a benefit, but I have to endanger my family, then I don't want, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I want to benefit, it's gonna have to benefit everybody. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I, I don't want to put my family at risk. Like, yes, I, I'm gonna probably get, I don't know, whatever Congress decides to do, because there's four pieces of legislation in Congress that I. They confused me because they are all different, but they kind of all want the same thing and different wording. But um, by endangering, do you mean the wall? Yes. Okay, understood. The wall and also um, um, something that came out of uh, this administration is that they also want to hire more officers. Mm, so, right. so that's what I mean when I say I don't want to endanger my family. Like mm-hmm. if I'm gonna, if you're gonna give me something and and I have to put my family in danger, mm-hmm. then I'd rather not do that. So, at what point did you get clued in to the fact that there was the question in the air of DACA being rescinded? And like, tell me about your feelings about that and how you found out and how you felt about that. So we heard rumors on social media. You know that social media is a big platform for rumors to get started. Definitely, we started to see things. Um, our organizers also as well and I also would send them the links or tag them and say hey is this true is this not true please tell me what's what's going on so it started there then once uh, we also got like word from you know from the White House that they were going to make an announcement because they played they threw us back oh no we'll make the announcement this weekend we'll make it Friday and then officially they said Tuesday so bef- days before the announcement, you felt, I, I felt very emotional because you're like, so now my life is in, is in the limbo. My future is in the limbo. Mm-hmm. The extra income to, that's coming to my house is in the limbo. So it's kind of almost saying the world's coming to an end for me. Because what do you do? Like, my parents knew about the whole announcement. They didn't know when, but when they heard it, it was kind of like, Okay, mama has said, what are we going to do now? You know? Because when you have extra income and when you have that freedom to go anywhere you want because you make your own money, you know, it's just kind of like, what do you do now? Um, and so when the official announcement came, I was actually at the White House, in front of the White House. 
um, protesting. Protesting, um, mm. and our uh, executive director Gustavo, he was the one that got on the mic and said. At that time, I was doing interviews. Actually, I was so hooked into the interviews that I was just like, I don't know what happened. So actually, one of my friends that came with me on the bus from Baltimore, she whispered into my ear while I was doing an interview and said, they just made the announcement and they, you know, shut it down and no more. At the time, I didn't know how to react because I was trying to catch my breath from all these interviews that I have done. And I was just like, are you kidding me? So, and I also prepared myself um, because for this type of situation, fighting for immigration for the longest time, you prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is the same. Not everybody will take the news the same, but I kind of knew it's kind of, I kind of said to myself, whatever it is, it is. And I knew that we had support and I knew that we were going to fight this because we weren't just going to let, you know, let this announcement weaken us and say, we're just going to shut down. And actually this announcement made us a little stronger. Um, and also made, and we also saw a lot of support from, um, we call them allies, from the American people here, not just in Baltimore, not just in Maryland, but around the United States. So seeing all of that support from many people is kind of like a relief as well. Not a relief to say, oh, we're, we're good, we're done, no. A relief of, we're going to fight, we're going to resist, and we're going to tell you, you know what, you can't take this away from us. Because, I mean, it might not just fix the whole immigration system, but it's something. It's baby steps towards fixing the actual system. Right. And so, um, as an organization, um, CASA, have you guys had to, is it just that everybody's hooked on interviews? Like, what is it that you guys have to do ever since you guys found out that DACA has been rescinded? So, we actually, not just interviews, um, but we've been also... Uh, coming into our communities mm -hmm. um, and talking to them and educating what the announcement me okay. means because there's a lot of confusion. A lot of people are hearing a lot of different things on social media and it's also hard because the day of the announcement, a lot of social media, uh, you know, news, uh, other organizations post this stuff and so there was a lot of confusion and so people here in Baltimore were sending me messages like Jesus what is really going on and so what the announcement means is that he his administration and to where I understand it is that um, anybody that uh, has DACA or is going to expire between September 5th and March 5th has to renew before October um, October 5th which that doesn't give us many time. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing now is that we're calling everybody and saying, hey, when does your DACA expire? You need to renew it as soon as possible. Um, but, it, I mean, it, it's kind of like three weeks, I think, it, it gives us. It's not a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is there an expiration date for that? How long will that last if you get it renewed? Um, depends on your your current... Ex depends when you applied. So basically... Um, when you applied, and I, I mean, like I said, immigration gives you that, that they put that. So it's different for everybody. So depending on when you applied and when your DACA expires is how long they give to you. So, for example, I can only speak for myself right now because I applied in March and my actually expires 2019. So, so March gives, of 2019. Yes, it gives me a time. But we're not being so, um, oh, yeah, it's we're constantly watching anything that comes out of the White House because he could tweet anything at night and say, oh, you know what? We're definitely done with DACA. So, I'm just curious. Do you, yeah. do you not say his name on purpose? 
We actually call him, well, I call him 45. Wow. Oh, wow. It's like Voldemort. Did you notice that the whole time? He's <laughs> yeah. like, he, him. And, That's cool. And, and the White House. Like, the like it's, yeah, I haven't yeah, heard yeah. it. Why 45? Why, yeah, why 45? President. I mean, he's just a oh. member. Oh, ah. okay. I just got that. So. That's awesome. No, wait. No, um, I understood. So, I mean, I had a serious question. So, like, are you always an alert now? Like, are you just always, every day, just, like, checking the news, trying to see what's going on? Like, are you... Yes, constantly. Um, um, my little brother actually calls me like I'm a little, uh, uh, I'm a news freak. Mm-hmm. But now it's more checking and making Well, you sure. have a much bigger responsibility than most people, too, yes. sitting on all these boards. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so people are always looking up to you or asking you, like, hey, Jesus, what's the latest? And it's always kind of like, you all, we're going to keep it up. So, yes, I am constantly checking, um, not his Twitter, because... <laughs> <laughs> Twitter puts so many limits on what you can say, but Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, all sorts of newspaper, but more online than anything else. Can you tell us what you told us what you guys are doing on your end and for other people? Um, but what can everybody else do yeah. to help out dreamers? So there's many things you guys can do, uh, people can do. But first off, right now, what we're doing is if you can help us with uh, Congress. So if you live um, in a state where, you know, you know that he is not going to support DACA, pressure him, call, email, um, blow up his phone, um, blow up his notifications. Who is he? Who is he? There's so many. There, right now, we're currently also getting that list together um, because a lot of people in, uh, that want to ask me the same question is what can we do? Right now, there's only like seven uh, elected officials that we need to convince. Mm-hmm. I don't have their names. Mm-hmm. Of they are, but uh, if you guys go on to so elected officials of those states of the, of the states of the Congress, call their offices, yes. call their let offices, them let them know. And even if even if they're with us, still give them that reminder. And what do you say to them? You call them on the phone. What do you say? Hey, you know, uh, I'm here to support the Dreamers. Please keep them here. Um, there's also uh, from our organization, we have a whole script. Um, that you know, if people want more information, they could either um, go to the Casa website, g- get more information on there. Can you share out the also, Casa website real quick? Yes, is that we is uh, wearecasa.org, or also if you go on our website, call us and say, hey, I want more information on support. And also, um, people can send uh, their emails or um, get the email alert as well. So we'll have the link in the description. As well. Yeah, yes. yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, and. People can do it that way. But like I said, right now, it's just maintaining that um, force with Congress. And what do you want to say to people that are sort of on the border, don't understand what's going on, and sort of like, what what are both sides to this? Like, why would they not, yeah. and why should they? So for the people that may be against the Dreamers or against immigration, look, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. My parents, yeah, most people say, oh, well, it's the parents' fault. You can say that, you know, hey, it, it was the parents' fault. But when you're in a situation where you have to provide, when you have three kids and you have no other means in your homeland, what do you do? You have to find. You have to feed your kids. You have to provide a home. You have to f- provide safety for them. And what my parents chose to do is immigrate over to the USA, which I am thankful that they did that because thanks to that I've been able to do what I've done in the U.S. with the opportunities and 
you know, you just never know when you're going to be in a situation where you have to make a quick decision and run. You just, you just never know, you know. Life throws things at you that you just say, man, just let it rain and, you know, let a lightning strike me, you know. Because when life gets, like, to that point where you just, like, you know, fudge it all, it's just like... What does that mean? Fudge it all. He said fudge it all. Fudge it all. Oh, oh fudge it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not like an Arabic thing. Yeah. yeah I was like, dang, you speaking Arabic? <laughs> so, um, and there's like 800,000 of you, right? Yes. That's How are lot. they all supposed to just that's, yeah. get deported? That's, that's what's mind-blowing yes. to me. I'm like, you're going to kick out almost a million I guess, people? I guess economically, like why would they somebody want the DACA members to leave? Like, I, I guess It actually would hurt them economically. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking because they're you know providing they're taking a lot. job you know yeah. i mean not taking up jobs and most definitely helping the economy because there's if you are a born in america and you're an american citizen you have plenty of opportunities to get a job and for claiming that someone who is a DACA recipient is taking up that specific job to me is quite yeah that, that's why i don't understand why people are against it yeah and and, and one thing just to add to, to what you said for example a lot of people say yeah they made that comment of you're taking the jobs from us no we actually Go through the whole interview process as anybody Work else. Work for those jobs, and and it's up to the employer that makes that decision. Yeah. Now, if the employer seems that you you're fit, then what can you do? I mean, it's not like you're gonna go back to the boss and say, "Sabes qué? Contratame a mí. You know what? Hire me. You you know it's it's up to the, at the end of the day, it's up to the employer bars. who he wants to hire. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Fire bars. And so, uh, and for example, some of my friends that are in this position. The have jobs, they either are still in a restaurant and have moved up, maybe to manager mm-hmm. or or manager of another branch, and it's not taking anybody's job, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you want people to know from, uh, as a, being protected by DACA, being in the situation you are now, knowing the political climate, what do you want everyone to know? What I really want everybody to know is that um, just let us live. Retweet. We're all, it's like my mom says, when you are gone from this earth, what do you become? Tierra, dirt. And you don't take anything with you. Uh Thank you very much. You know? (laughs) And so my mom, sometimes when she comes home from work, you know, we have these conversations. We have, she's like, all of these politicians, because it's very funny in Spanish, when she talks about it, I'm I'm, going to see if I can sound like her, but ella me dice, estos políticos tan locos. Wait, can I try to translate that? Sure. These politics are crazy. What's the next line? And when they die, they become dirt. 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 Right. And they don't take anything with them. Wow. And that's the truth. And that's one of the things my mom always says, nobody can escape from death. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, well, as for scientists, you can find a little formula in the next <laughs> How many years? And shoot. You know, because everybody would love to live forever, you know. Mm-hmm. But we that's something that no nobody and nobody in humanity can go against mm-hmm. you know jesus thank you so much for coming on here and that was such a refreshing conversation um if anybody's listening you heard it from a dreamer himself what he has to say his story please check out the link in our description go check out casa um and they, they will get some sort of you said it's a letter that they can read that they can sort of yeah go we're, after. We're, we're constantly um updating and also follow us on our, our social media too because mm-hmm. we are also constantly also posting things on there too um, and then if you, it's like my mom says in Spanish, if you have a big heart, 
We also, if you're willing or want to, you can also donate to CASA um, to help us to continue the fight um, and, and, and keep working for... Because at the end of the day, we don't just help Latinos. We also help different people. We actually have people from uh, French countries and, and, and a lot of um, refugees. So we're, we're all in this together. Because again, like I not said... Not just Latinos. Not just Latinos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not just Latinos. So Be- because when, when when 45 made the announcement about the whole uh, travel ban, hey, oh, we yeah. were there mm. too. <laughs> so you <laughs> you trying, bre- trying to ban my brothers and sisters? Well, you ain't going to get away with it when we come together. Ah! Dang. So, snaps for that too. <laughs> yes, um, thank you so out of, much. Out of out of all the um, media stuff that you had to do recently, out of all the TV interviews and everything, we weren't too hard on you, right? No, actually, no. <laughs> Was this your favorite one? I think so. Yes. yes. Perfect. Are you just saying that? No, I'm being serious. Yes. I'm being serious. That's good. That's good. I told Guys, you wouldn't be too um, harsh. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Strange Flavors. We really appreciate you. We're trying to get people's voices out here. We're trying to hear people's perspectives from their own um, that was voice and everything. Very eye-opening. Thank you again, Jesus, for coming on. Um, and if you want to email us, if you know a stranger that should be on our show, um, we're located in Baltimore. Email us. Uh, we're strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. Um, please subscribe to us on the podcast app. You can like us and follow us on SoundCloud. Wait, the question. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, we wow, 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 wow. See, because oh we, we didn't have the listed questions. This was uh, off the. <laughs> yeah. We were improving this whole thing. Sorry, okay, guys. We, we have the last a question, question to ask you. Yeah. Go ahead, Shamir. All right. So, if you could be a flavor, what flavor would you be, and why? Any flavor. We asked this at the end of every podcast. Okay. Any now, when you say flavor, what do you mean? Any, any flavor, flavor. Any flavor. Doesn't it could be a, anything. You know, ice cream flavor, spice, uh, I would be something sour. Oh. Because then it becomes sweet. Ooh, oh. Sour patch? Like a sour patch? I think yeah. we're just choosing candies at this point <laughs> in this podcast. Right, would you be a sour patch? Sour patch. And okay. how come? Because when people... I, I believe when you meet somebody, the first impression is always important. But sometimes you could even meet a person and be like, oh, you're not, you're not, mm-mm. <laughs> but when you meet, when you find them for a second time, you're like, oh, you weren't too bad, actually. He was actually, <laughs> he was actually all right. And then when you finally get to meet him, you're like, oh, man, we're buddies now. Hey, so, so I don't know what you're talking about because the second you walked in here, I was yeah, like, you're yes. a sweetheart right yes. here. <laughs> I did not think you, you were already sour a dude fan. But, already but, a fan. If, but if you want to talk about Latino flavor, I'd rather be... Um, <laughs> There's a separate Latino flavor. <laughs> separate Latino. Give, give yeah, it. it better Go be ahead. Spanish. Like salsa verde. Oh. Oh. Like, so. Salsa not, verde. Not, not translate. Sal- uh, uh, green. It doesn't sound right in English, but green sauce. Greens, a green Yo, sauce. We're all about the green sauce in Pakistani yes. culture. Come on. Yes. So salsa. I like it. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jesus. No, thank you guys for having me. And uh, this is not going to be the last time. Oh, definitely <laughs> not. It's been another week, another flavor, another stranger. We'll see you next time.